What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? It is your host with the most, the beast from the East. You're not so local supervillain, your global icon and national treasure, the one and only Big Sexy, aka Hollywood Starks Hogan, aka Put the Money in the Fucking Bag, aka Just Drop the Goddamn Beat, aka Yo, is the PayPal cleared yet? Starks. <laughs> I like the aka yo is the is the PayPal cleared yet. Um so we're back with another wonderful episode of your of the best wrestling podcast in the world. Don't worry, we've done the statistics and numbers. Don't ask me where that shit is at. Just know that these are accurate facts and it's all real. <laughs> okay, so it's been an exciting week of wrestling, as always. Um, first and foremost, I would like to say that I got hit to Defiant Wrestling this week. Um, or once It was once known as WCPW, a really good British federation. Um, a lot of the NXT stars that you see now, now today that uh, everyone is in love with, um, they've come from WCPW or uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. So if you haven't checked out Defiant Wrestling, you can find them on YouTube. Um, they have a lot of the dream matches that uh, you just won't see anywhere else. Um, I saw a match with Rey Mysterio and Will Ospreay. And I saw Will Ospreay versus um, Ricochet. And just just with that alone, I was like, wow, this is just amazing. So bringing that up. So let's talk about last week's NXT, Um, the DIY build, the Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano build has the same aesthetic, literally the same things as the Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards feud that um, Impact Wrestling is running. To me personally, I like Ciampa and uh, Gargano more than Eddie Edwards and Callahan. Um, not to saying that they're, they're better wrestlers. It's just my personal preference. Um, but the build and the storyline of the Eddie Edwards and Callahan feud is better than the, than the Gorgano and, um, Eddie Edwards build. I, I just think, um, I just think Impact did a really good job of dialing it in and putting people into perspectives and and just making it all seem like it works together. Uh, I'm more so excited for the match that they're going to have. It's really going to help bring those two into their own. Um, do I think there will be some gold involved at some point in time for Johnny Gargano? It seems like they're just going to keep Johnny Gargano on NXT forever. And um, he's such a small guy. And a lot of those NXT dudes are seem like they're just brewing them ready for 205 Live. But um, but since he's such a small guy or whatever have you, that I just don't see him really fitting in on the main roster. He's just going to be a New Day uh, Daniel Bryan, which I'm over that character. Um, hopefully we get a Daniel Bryan heel turn, but that's beside the point. EC3, uh, he really needs to go figure out what the fuck he's gonna do with his hair man i've seen him a million other times and he just he just looked more put together the wild crazy hair to me it just wasn't uh it it just 
wasn't a good look. I just didn't didn't really fuck with that whole vibe and feel for it. Um, his match was slightly better than I thought it was going to be. The interruption from Johnny Gargano. Hopefully, we get a build and a match between EC3 and Johnny Gargano. I think that'd be kind of dope. Um, but EC3 is such a, a a good character and is really good on the mic work that he could, you know, stand to be a champion of some sorts and doing some talk and help really really build in and bring up the uh, the NXT roster and everything that they got going on. Um, I liked the Chris Dijak versus Ricochet match. Uh, I know the world is just so caught up on what Ricochet is, has been doing and what he is doing on the, uh, NXT roster, but everything that he was, he's been doing is just, I can go find and watch that on the internet. So I want to see him do more and develop more. And this was the place that he chose to go to that. He was the man other in other areas, and I feel like if I was a wrestler and going to do these promos and things and you know trying to get my name out here, I wouldn't be so caught up on trying to be on WWE because I can go and be a superstar in New Japan or go be a megastar in Britain, and now you're over here in, in Florida, and you're just in the developmental state for the fucking WWE and he doesn't need well I won't say he doesn't need more developments but the sheer fact of the matter is that he's over there and he could be developing to be such a a a, a better a better wrestler than what he is but it's it's just not the case he's not getting a lot of mic time they're overhyping him and I feel like this this overall um success that they're trying to push onto this guy is going to ruin him as a wrestler and his mic skills and he's not going to be able to talk and do other things or whatever have you so i'm not really so sold on it the interaction and talking with i was more so impressed with die jack in the fucking match man like that dude was i think they said he was like six five six six or something like that doing springboards and shit off of that and keeping up with ricochet and shit and like he's a big guy to be doing all of that man so to for us to get that and see that um and hopefully we get more of, uh, I know we'll get more of Dijak because that dude is a star on his own. Um, but hopefully we get some 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 better contests and some better better um, matches or whatever have you and better storylines. Um, I'm not a fan of the Ricochet and Velveteen Dream storyline. It's it's so forced and I, I really pissed off so many so many fanboys on the IG or whatever have you. If you're listening, follow us at Fake Wolf Pact IG F A K E W O L F P A C T. Follow us at the Fake Wolf Pact Podcast on um on IG and Twitter and all that good business so I can piss you off as well. So we go and um, we get this interaction, and for me, it seems hella forced. It seems like such a such a unrelatable situation, um, and it's very homoerotic. Completely so. It's almost like are they portraying them to be wrestlers or undercover lovers? 
I'm, I have nothing against people being homosexual to each his own, but I'm saying, are we wrestling or are y'all going in the back and fucking? And if it's option two, please count me out. That's not my cup of tea. Stick to the wrestling. Um, so I'm just, I just wasn't a fan of the build and whatever the fuck it is that they're trying to do or, or the aesthetic that they're trying to create. I just, I just didn't get it. Um, but you know, whatever the world is excited to have that match, they say it's going to be a dream match. And to me, not, not really, because I, I liked the match of Cassius Ono versus, uh, Velveteen Dream, the two knockout artists. And where we're talking about Velveteen Dream being, you know, a heavy hitter and everything like that. And now we're talking about, oh, Velveteen Dream, he's, he can do flips and somersaults and all this other stuff and all this other business. And it's just like, yo, man, just find a fucking lane for this dude and, and stick him there. He's good on the microphone. He's good everywhere else and doing things. Give him a strap. Give him a reason to be this fucking cocky. Because other words, he's big talk Velveteen Dream and never show the fuck up. Same thing with Ricochet. You put him in all these pedestals and put him in all these places and shit like that, but give him the opportunity to fucking talk, man. He's he just can't. He's just not good on the microphone. It's, that's just a harsh reality of it. No matter what the fuck anybody else is saying and shit, he's just not doing it. Um, that's just my opinion on it. Uh, the Nikki Cross, no, okay, the Dakota Kai Shannon Blazer Baszler match. Um, Yo, that one, that was a, a a way better match than what I thought it was going to be. Shayna Baszler really came into herself being a heel. Uh, very, 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 very good on the mic. I won't say good. She's getting better. Um, and, and, and that's the key point. Like, NXT is a developmental thing. So, like, I'm not expecting anybody to be perfect there or whatever have you. But what I do expect is you know, improvement and people striving to be better and better and better every time. So Dakota Kai, she did a really good job acting very scared and very, you know, fragile and and everything like that. And I wasn't sold on her as a wrestler at all. So anything anybody else was saying about her and saying like, hey, man, you know, Dakota Kai, man, she's really good with kicks. She's solid in the ring. I, I wasn't sold on none of that. I don't see why she even had a match with fucking Shayna Baszler for what? Who the fuck did she beat? Um, but hey, to each his own. Um, that was, like I said, it was a really good build for it. The, the dynamic between Nikki Cross and uh, the Bays, Shayna Baszler, it's, that is what Shayna Baszler needs because it's going to force her, first force her to be able to talk better and do so much more and really... I just really become a better wrestler, better actor, better, better, better method actor and everything like that. So I'm excited to see those two unfold. Um, I'm really, really excited for NXT Chicago. Uh, that's going to be a big deal for me, the, the Chicago takeover. Um, hopefully we get some title changes. Hopefully we get some some upsets and things like that. Um The finish with Nikki Cross coming in. Yo, Nikki Cross, man, like. Such a firecracker, really explosive, really good with the, the the psychotic character. You see a lot of people go for that whole angle and being like crazy and things like that. And 
they don't really embody it. They just look like they're overacting and going over the top. And it doesn't seem realistic like this person is, you know, deranged or if they've ever seen anybody deranged or, you know, they're just really manic and shit like that. Nikki Cross, she gives me the feeling and vibe that she studied somebody being, you know, out of their shit and and really took the time to you know, really develop an idea of, of her character and how to, how to really be there. Um, not so many words on the microphone were, were, are really said by Nikki Cross, or at least in my, in my opinion, not, um, but she, she does the whole say less and act more feelings. And I'm so about that. It's really, really dope. So I'm really excited to see the, the storyline between those two now instead of this weak-ass one with Dakota Kai because that shit just didn't add up to me. Uh, overall, uh, the five, what the fuck was it, 5.30 episode of NXT, still better than um, the previous week of SmackDown and Raw. NXT is always going to put on a dope show, so... It's always exciting to see them. So we're we're getting a pretty decent build for Money in the Bank. I'm happy with that. This week, Impact was under pressure. And I know you hear the expression, pressure makes diamonds. And this one definitely wasn't a dud. It was a pretty, pretty good, decent show. Uh, it's kicked off with Drake versus Steiner. And that was a bad match. There's no other way around that. I can't, <laughs> I can't sugarcoat that shit any other fucking way. Um, that was the, that was the build and that was what needed to happen for the random interjection of Scott Steiner. Ultimately, this is what you've seen coming and I was okay with it and it wasn't a bad storyline. It was just a bad match. It was just two bad dudes doing bad shit together. That's just my opinion. Um. I know the big bad booty daddy is probably going to have some foul things to say about me because I'm fat and I'm calling him, you know, a bad wrestler. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm still not sold on Tessa Blanchard. I don't give a fuck who her parents are. She's just not good and solid in the ring. Um, And she's just fugly. Just really, really, really ugly. Uh, I've tried to watch, like, her versus Brian Cage. And her versus some other people and other some shit. And I just never, I never can get into Tessa Blanchard. And the wild shit is, is that she is the person doing all the wrestling moves and bumps for that Paige movie. And I heard that and I was like, well, I, I had no plans on going to see this anyways. And I'm really not about to go see this shit now. So, you know, whatever's clever. But the match wasn't bad. I like what her and Madison Rain built to and what they got to in that last week or so. So that was kind of dope. Not mad at it. Um, next, we had Desmond Xavier versus Brian Cage. Man, they need to find something to do with Brian Cage. I understand that he's big and he's fast and he's agile, but you putting him up against people who are 190 pounds, Brian Cage is like almost 300 pounds, like 270 plus. Like there's no way in fucking hell that that they're going to build and get 
you know, uh, Desmond Xavier or DJ Z or anybody like that, and they're going to beat motherfucking Brian Cage as a machine. They just built Brian Cage up so so big and so bad that he just he just seems impossible to defeat. So, you know, with all that said, uh, they put on an excellent match. Des- Desmond Xavier really, really, really impressed me. I just wish my man would get a fucking haircut. He just just looks terrible out there. Um, and, and shave, dude. I don't like, you know, every wrestler, like, hair is a big thing, man. Like, you, you don't ever realize it, but the hair-beard combo is what kind of defines a wrestler and their look and things like that. So, I know you have to go over the board and do shit you naturally wouldn't do. Hence, look at the fucking Young Bucks. They have some some weird, interesting facial hair, but it works for their characters for whatever reason. Um, nonetheless, nonetheless, uh, Desmond Xavier, really, 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 really good match. I was really fucking impressed. Um, now we get a um, Brian Cage versus Matt Seidel fucking uh, for the X Division title, which I'm okay with. Um but I just, I hope that Matt Seidel is the one to beat Brian Cage. That That's just my opinion on it. That's everything I, I feel like whoop, feel like going into it. I'm sorry, I'm watching this Bullet Club versus the Prestige match on uh, Defiant Wrestling. And I, I would have to say that uh, this was not that good of a match, in my opinion. That's just my call. Um, but, hey... They all can be winners. So hopefully, you know, we get a decent match out of Matt Seidel and um, and Brian Cage. I really like what Matt Seidel does. He puts on a really good showing. He's a really good wrestler. I like the character that he had, that he's developed and everything. Um, next, we had Ali versus Sue Young for the Knockouts title. And this was interesting. This was probably like two or three months worth of building. Uh they have a really long feud and rivalry rivalry going on all the time. Um, so to see them come to this headway and we got Dark Alley and she has this makeup and stuff on, which is kind of like, uh, what is it, kind of like Finn Balor with a demon. Um, how it's, you know, it's only commemorative and special for special occasions and shit like that. So uh, the match itself was was a little short, but... It was a cool way to change titles. Um, I'm interested to see what Sue Young does as the knockout division champion. Um, so now, you know, you got a heel really, really holding this belt. And it's giving some time for Ali to develop and do some more shit. So I like what they did with the, the storyline, the plot. The match itself was pretty good. It's definitely worth a, a worthy of a watch. Um... Then we have Pentagon Jr. versus Austin Aries. And that that in itself was probably one of the most entertaining matches I've seen in a long time. Not not just saying because, you know, I like I like Austin Aries, I like Pentagon, but I'm saying because it was a decent rivalry and a good build to it. Even with the, you you think about, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles, um, their rivalry lacks so much is because they don't ever face each other. And I won't say they don't ever face each other, is that 
you just get bad finishes and bad things over and over and over and over again, right? And they just, you know, they keep dragging it out, dragging it out, and they're just going to make you wait fucking eight weeks to, you know, keep watching, you know, bad matches and terrible finishes and things like that. So, so that we finally, we get this, um, this is the first time of Pentagon and Austin Aries, you know, getting into the ring together. So it comes out and we get like three DQs in the match. Both men are like, no, fuck that. We got to get a definitive winner. So they keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. And Austin Aries, Austin Aries pulls an a incredible heel move, low blow. And then he goes into a signature move and he wins. He wins the belt. And, you know, it, it strips Pentagon of the title and everything. And, you know, Austin Aries is back at it, back being the man at, uh, at Impact and stuff. But that did excellent when I say excellent for Pentagon and his build and wherever else that he's going, um, I can't think of the Federation right now off the you know the top of my head, but where wherever else that he went with it, yo, amazing. It's it, it leaves room for everybody wanting more and with the match that you already got, you you can't be mad at it. You just want to see more of it. So very happy with uh, the the climactic build of Austin Aries and Pentagon Jr. Now it's just um, building and getting somebody else in there. I would love to see Austin Aries versus Brian Cage. If Brian Cage takes away one of those fucking titles, I'll be happy with it. Um, not to saying that you know I don't like Austin Aries and he's winning too much, like, but you know just to give Brian Cage some fucking purpose. He's just out here just beating up everybody. Um, overall, man, Impact continues to impress and puts on a good show. Uh, if they only have one one hour of, of interaction on TV, and I think they do a Twitch show, but I don't keep on keep up on Twitch. Um, but nonetheless, if they can put on, uh, I think it's hour, maybe two hours. We'll say an hour. We'll we'll give them two hours, okay? But I honestly think it's an hour. If they can put on amazing an amazing show once a week, and, and WWE has three times, and they only have one of their shows, which is a solid one, and in my opinion, that's NXT. I'm still rocking with Impact as being the better brand. That's just my opinion. But I try to make sure I come out here and show you guys enough information to make you want to go out and, and watch Impact Wrestling. Let's get into this Raw Raw recap. And Raw was not Raw. Raw starts off the same fucking way every fucking week. You get a random, random talking into a random match. It doesn't mean shit anybody and if <laughs> and I know for sure out of the six episodes I've recorded five episodes I've recorded and this is episode six um out of those five episodes every one of them fucking raws have been the same every every last one they start off the same way me personally I get tired of the shit um I I I almost get to the point where I don't even want to watch it live. I have to like watch it on the recap side so I can just fast forward through all the bullshit talking because it just never it never goes anywhere. Why do we need to hear Elias fucking ramble for five to ten minutes, ten minutes in the beginning of every show into a uh, a non fighting confrontation? Like. All this talking and shit, give my man's a fucking reality show. Take him off fucking WWE. Um, but hey, you know, whatever. Uh, really, really, like I said, I'm really tired of the useless tag matches going on. 
Um, I like what they're doing with the B team. So if the B team can overthrow uh, Woken Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, I think that would be pretty fucking tight. Um, there's so many other great tag teams. Uh, I don't understand why AOP was not in the tag team battle royale or anything like that. I think those guys being, you know, who they are. And if they would have lost, it still would have been okay. And if they were in the food fight and everything like that, I think that would have uh, helped out and did some some more shit with it. Helped build, you know, everything they had going on. Um, but it just seems like Raw is just a, a huge fluff show. Um... I'm okay with the build for a gender in Roman. Doesn't seem too fucking bad to me. That's just my opinion. Um, I I like I like the build, but I I just ultimately feel like it's going to be a flop match for Gender Mahal. Um, that's just my take on it. But you know, it it is what it is. It'd be okay. Um, I think it's, they better, they better fucking not, uh, headline, um, Money in the Bank. They cannot be one of the top matches of the night. That shit better come in. That better be the opening match. Like, you know what I mean? It just doesn't seem very fitting. That's just my opinion. Um, one thing I do like is the build with Elias and Seth Rollins. I know, you know, I just say, like, damn, I'm tired of hearing this dude talking or anything like that. But, like, if he's so over, it'd be more fitting if he was over with the Intercontinental title. I think it would be fitting, you know what I'm saying? It'd be something to, you know, give him some worth and hold on to for so it, we can justify him talking so goddamn much. And getting so much Elias FaceTime and, like, you know what I mean? Um... You know, Seth is really, really over, but my call is that Seth is going to face Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, and he's going to win this universal title and shit like that. He's going to be the universal champion. He's going to be another fighting champion, and we're going to get him every week, and, you know, he's going to help build back up the brand, and Brock Lesnar will come back and, you know what I'm saying, and maybe do something. Who knows? But I think everybody is just over Brock Lesnar. That's just me, not over saying like, oh man, he's you know, we just love him, but I'm saying like we're tired of fucking Brock Lesnar. Like I'm just tired of that. We don't get any representation of of that title, that championship at all. Um, frankly, you don't get representation of any of the titles that WWE has because they're never on the line at any point in time. They're just paraded around, um, which is kind of shitty. I think the last title change we got was. Carmella on SmackDown. That was it. So, um, if that's what we're using those brands for of getting bad title changes, hey, you know, keep up at it. You're doing a great job at bad title changes and bad representation. Um, the the tag match. No, okay, let's talk about this Bailey. No, I'm sorry, this uh, Natalia Nia Jax match. Um, some other shit could have happened to, to really show that, you know, Natalia got hurt and, you know, they both have compassion and, you know, there's still people at the end of the day and Nia Jax isn't so bad. What the fuck ever. Nia Jax could have actually injured or hurt, you know what I'm saying? Did a, did a, a move or something like that to Natalia 
you know what I mean, or put her in, and put Natalia in a fucking arm bar, you know what I'm saying, like, some shit like that, you'd be like, oh, wow, you know, now we have some depth to their, their whole thing, but this whole, to be the best, you gotta beat the best, whatever shit that's going on with Nia Jax, when the fuck was she concerned about being the best, she was just trying to fit in and have some friends, like, three weeks ago, now you're just trying to be the best that you is, whatever, um, so Natalia gives a really bad bump, like, she tweaked her ankle or knee or some shit like that in the middle of the match or something, and she could have done a lot better at it, it didn't look believable at all, uh, I wasn't sold on that move or, or anything or anything about that match, so it, it, it took some shit, it, it took, like, 10 steps back, and they were already, like, 10 steps behind on some shit like that, so, it just really wasn't a good representation. Um, what was it? It's six six lady tag match, and they just love useless tag matches. They just they just love putting people in matches together. And you're like, yo, this shit don't even correlate to no reason. So we get the Riot Squad out here once again facing somebody. Can the Riot Squad ever win a fucking match? Like ever, <laughs> like ever. Um, and they're all pretty good, like, even, even Sarah Logan, even Sarah Logan is pretty decent at the character that she portrays, so, they do all these things to create this turmoil or whatever have you, but they don't give the Riot Squad a, a, a chance of, like, overturning some shit, they were more effective on SmackDown doing the things that they were doing, uh, feuding with Charlotte Flair than, then they have this whole division now to run wild with, and they don't have a definitive person that they're feuding with. They're just feuding with other ladies. Um, a tag match, uh, it was cool to bring back Sasha and Bailey together. I like that dynamic. Um, but I guess the world was hoping for them to get into a match. And I was like, I, uh, I don't know. I got to go back and watch some of their matches and see if I, I want to see a Bailey versus Sasha match. I don't understand their friendship and everything and all this type of stuff. So, uh, you know, maybe going back and checking it out and giving it a, a once over. But the build to that random tag match to close, well, to, to be the second headliner, second closer of the show, um, it didn't didn't mean too much to me. Uh, it would have been better if the, if the Riot Squad won and, uh, you know, they were just JNN, Sasha Banks, and Bailey comes out and helps, and then, boom, that would have mattered more, but this whole, uh, Bailey comes in, it's not official tag, it still lose the match, everybody's mad, how the fuck could you be mad, why are you even mad at Bailey when, uh, Alexa Bliss just said, fuck it to this match, and just left, she didn't even take her shirt off, and, <laughs> I find this extra funny, Alexa Bliss don't premiere them titties until it's time for a pay-per-view, any of the time, there's no, there's no action from her in, in Titty Mountain, it's just always, uh, in the hiddens now, and to me, it's kind of funny, because the, the internet loves Alexa Bliss, for whatever reason, I don't know, it's probably because she's a thick white girl, and there's a hundred billion thick white girls out there, so for me to be aroused by some woman wrestling, you know what I mean, she's gotta be, like, a really good wrestler, and Alexa Bliss is not, she isn't, sorry guys, she isn't, she is not a good wrestler under any standards, she looks good, but everything else, she's just not, she's not a good striker, she's not off, good off the ropes, she's not good with submissions, 
she's a decent heel because she'll make you not like her. So I guess she's good at that. But I think without her being a heel, I'm pretty sure of this. I just don't like her. That's that's about the gist of it. But, you know, uh, we'll we'll get to see those titties at Money in the Bank, guys. So that's something to look forward to. Keep your Vaseline on deck. Fucking weirdos. Okay, so this week's SmackDown um, still, once again, you can see why it's the B show. I liked the start to it, although it's just another random ass match. Um, Oscar versus Absolution. That's kind of what we needed to see because it built Oscar back up to be this formidable foe. Um, and you get to see Oscar's personality, which is always going to shine through. But she does a really good job of selling. That's one thing that's underrated, although she'll go out there and win these matches. But she does a really, really good job of selling the idea that Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose could even hold a candle to her. So I was not mad at it. And um, Carmella really does a good job of the heel work on the microphone. I think, you know, uh, that might be my next uh, review is my top heels in the WWE right now. Um, but she, she does a really good job on the mic. She does a really good job antagonizing people. Um, I don't think there's an interaction that she has with anyone where she doesn't help sell them. And with wrestling, like that's like 50% of the business. Like I need to, I need to help make you look good and myself look good all in one fashion. Right. And she does that. She does that with Oscar, and Oscar doesn't even have to say shit to her, but Carmella does all the talking and the selling, and she does a really good build. Um, I like I like what Carmella's doing, but I hope Oscar takes this belt from her so we can start getting some deserving champions. But Oscar being the champion isn't going to be so entertaining for TV. It's not. Um, but you know, hopefully, hopefully she gets over this hump and we can get a a, a build to a summer. I'm sorry, to a WrestleMania rematch. That would be kind of dope. Um, still, still a random match. One of the better better random match lead offs. Uh, Lana and Naomi. Uh, their whole whatever the fuck that dance battle thing was last week, I was really over that. Wasn't entertained by the cultural appropriation. Um, but they put on a, a decent mixed tag match. It was fun and entertaining. And I noticed that that's what you're going to get when you come and watch, like, SmackDown. It's just going to be, you know, whimsical matches and just fun. You just You're not going to get, like decent wrestling and storyline from that you're gonna get the the fluff the pg era shit um shinsuke uh i don't i really gotta get this list in order but shinsuke man it's a great job on the hill that money in the bank uh contract signing there it's really really dope um I implore everybody to go watch it because AJ kind of loses his, his, you know, machismo and his cool a little bit. And we get to see, you know, Shinsuke getting the best of him. But um, I don't know if anybody, I'm pretty sure people picked it up, but Shinsuke was the last man standing in their argument. That is another person. I kind of want to see Shinsuke win this belt or at least Shinsuke or Asuka, one of the two, win their belts 
and cause a little bit more turmoil and give some people some some shit to fight back for. That was a really good interaction between them. Um, the Anderson and Harper match. Shout out Harper. I'm pretty sure he's from Cleveland. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's from somewhere in Ohio, but I think it is Cleveland. But that dude, man, I watched a documentary on him, and that guy, man, he worked so hard for this wrestling, and he was going through some turmoil and everything with life, and he was just about to hang up his boots, and he gets to call up to the big show, and it's it's really good to see him putting on a, a dope display and everything like that, and um, I just... I, I hope that the title reign for the Bludgeon Brothers goes on a lot longer than what it what it is. Uh, but they they still seem kind of out of place in WWE. I think if the Bludgeon Brothers are just Harper, he went anywhere else. He continued to be a star, and he does really great great in ring work. I had to go back and do some more um, some video work and watching him. Becky versus Charlotte, really good entertaining match. Um, it's always a good match when you get those two together. Uh, not mad at it. Not mad at anything going on in there. Um, that's something people most definitely need to go watch. New Day versus The Miz, Samoa Joe, and Rusev. I don't understand why this match was closing out the show. I felt like Becky versus Charlotte was a more deserving finish to, to SmackDown. But, you know, since they don't really fuck with women... Like that, you'll never really get, <laughs> you probably won't get a women headliner. Um, but the the New Day versus Miz and Rusev match went exactly how I thought it was going to go. So um, overall, not really pleased with this week's SmackDown. Um, but, you know, Asuka put on a good match. Shinsuke did, did dope. Carmella did dope. But, you know. Uh, two hours for it? Yeesh. Yeesh. Not really good. Um, I don't know what the fuck this summit thing is where the ladies get together, but hopefully it's a fatal four-way or so, of, of some sorts. That would be kind of dope. Uh, I think that's what Raw is going to do. They're going to have all their money in the bank competitors. Compared, well, I said that really funny. All their money in the bank competitors get into a fatal four-way, which should be somewhat kind of entertaining, give you a prelude to what's going to go on and happen into the match. So, all right, it's kind of cool. Kind of looking forward to that. Um, any predictions? No, I have none. Just still gearing up for money in the bank. We'll probably do some predictions before that money in the bank. We'll see what we're going to do for that. So, at the end of every episode, I like to do a top five list. And if you don't know, you're about to know. Um, this week's top five is going to be for... The best of what culture pro wrestling, WCPW, which is now known as Defiant Wrestling. You can find them on YouTube. I think they are wearedefiant.com. Um, they have a streaming service. You can find them on Fight TV. It's a really good promotion. I implore you to go out and check them out. Um, no top order uh, to these matches. With honorable mention, I would say go watch the World Cup that they do every year for the pro wrestling. It's really entertaining. You get to see some fantasy matches every time. Um, and this list is in no particular order. We're going to go with the 30-man rumble. Uh, I like that because they enter, I'm sorry, they they use that concept of pinfalls mattering in a 30-man rumble. I've never seen that before. As many Royal Rumbles I've seen, I've never seen where pinfalls 
were really mattered and counted or, you know, swayed, anything like that. And the rumble was for a title. And the person who held the title came in at number one. I'm not going to give away the finish to it. I honestly think that it's worth the time to go watch it on YouTube. Um, it's going to be better than uh, the last two months of SmackDown and Raw combined. Trust me. Um, that was a pretty dope match. Uh, you really get to see the build and makeup of Drew Galloway, who is Drew McIntyre in the WWE right now. This whole character is this Drew Galloway dude, completely so. The the definition and the, the makeup of who he is came from WCPW, and he just took that to WWE. Um, and I, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about him as a person because WWE let him go and WCPW open, uh, embraced him with open arms and made him a champion, some shit that he was never anywhere else. And they really, really did the most to build him up and make him seem uh, a lot larger than life than what he is and a better performer than what he truly is. Um, so that 30 man rumble really gets to see it. And WCPW really did a, a, a good job for that guy. Uh, while talking about him, uh, Drew Galloway versus Cody Rhodes, wonderful match. Uh, that would actually be Drew Galloway's last match in WCPW uh, before he went off to WWE. And like I said, it's now is Drew McIntyre. Um, next, we got Marty Skrull versus uh, Will Ospreay versus Matt Riddle. Yo, from start to finish, you won't know who's going to win that match, which is awesome because, you know, we're... You know, wrestling fans, we always like to predict the finish of a matchup or whatever like that. We we never, I will say this for myself, I like to predict the finish of the finish of matchups, but I never allow them just to run their course and just watch a good match without having preconceived notions like, oh, blank is going to win versus over blank, or I'm going to see this. So just for me to go into that match and um, just watch it. And I, I had no idea who had the upper hand on, on what and, and what situation. So that was a really good triple threat matchup. Um, three whole different styles. You got Marty Skrull, who is a submission, you know, really good technical wrestler. His finisher is the chicken wing. Um, Will Ospreay, who is the aerial assassin. And Matt Riddle, who is a ex-MMA fighter. And... He's really holding in true to his style of, of, of MMA and uh, really using the jujitsu and judo to his upper hands. Really dope. Um, next, I got Rey Mysterio versus Will Ospreay. It's a fucking dream match. Um, I've never, never, never seen moves like that. I know people love Ricochet and everything, but I think Will Ospreay uh, over Ricochet any day. And to see that Will Ospreay and Rey Mysterio go toe for toe, uh, I think, uh, interesting fact, I think Rey Mysterio is like old enough to be Will Ospreay's dad, which is kind of wild to me. And to seeing them both going at it with the moves, um, really worth, really worth the watch. And all these matches you can go find on YouTube. Um, the last one, and I'm not going to say it's the best or anything like that, uh, Keith Lee versus Ricochet at the World Cup. Uh, doesn't seem like those two should have a paired decent match, but the agileness and the strength of Keith Lee gets exhibited, and the same thing with Ricochet. You actually get to see Ricochet pick up Keith Lee, I think, twice in this match. Um, 
it's really really dope uh i was really surprised at it that was something that i wanted to see that was a matchup personally for me i was like wow i really would like to see these two two these two dudes in the ring um and with with everything going into it ricochet wasn't he was over he was way over like everywhere ricochet goes he's just over and it seems like everybody knows about him but um it was in, it was interesting because Keith Lee was over as well, so it, it's it's pretty good, pretty good, dope matchup. I think it's only like twenty minutes or so, twenty twenty five, but it's really good. It's worth the watch. So that's the best of for this week. Um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I don't have any predictions for Raw or SmackDown or Money in the Bank or anything coming up. I like to keep all that shit fresh. Um, you can follow us at. Fake Wolf Pack on IG and Twitter, F A K E W O L F P A C T. You can follow me, Starks, your favorite villain, at F U C K underscore S T A R K K S on all social medias. Um, I haven't thought of a, a pretty good tagline other than, uh, you know, you got what you came for. <laughs> so you know check us out next week um let us know how we're doing hit us with some information give me some shit to talk about give me some other best five things to to run down a list it seems like the biggest problem that i'm having so peace